can have so many insights but also you can be left with questions not everything that you see in your plant medicine ceremonies is exactly the truth or is exactly as it is and this can be very very confusing it was confusing because it was my first experience with plant medicine and i thought do i need to break up or Really, is that the love of my life? I would say not everything you see in ceremonies is the exact truth. She saw the soul asking to be, yeah, their child. Then other examples, death. Death is a very intense subject to experience in your ceremonies. The plant medicine can help you a lot in finding the way of expressing your soul expanding who you really are so sometimes just one phone call can help you to to make sense of your journey and to know what to do with it welcome to the house of oneness podcast where we dig deep into the world of plant medicine to help you in your spiritual and personal growth our host of this podcast has traveled the world to learn from different shamans maestros and other spiritual leaders she has many years of experience with plant medicine ceremonies. Here is your host, Maria Joanna. Hello, welcome to this new podcast. And here I'm going to talk about how to implement your journey into your life. And with plant medicine you can have such an impactful journey you can have so many insights but also you can be left with questions because what is your journey telling you about your daily life is this exactly how it has been presented or do you need to look deeper and is it just an experience with a deeper message and it's a cryptic message maybe i want to share my experience because as a guide but also as a participant i would say not everything that you see in your plant medicine ceremonies is exactly the truth or is exactly as it is and this can be very very confusing this is also my experience that i've done yeah my first experience with, with ayahuasca but it can be the same for Shoko Bliss can be the same for San Pedro, can be the same for Bufo Avarius. I've also done that, that's whoa. I've had a crazy message in there. And all the other plant medicines that I didn't share now. But the thing is, with a plant medicine, you go on this inner journey, afterwards you're like, boom, whoa, what happened here? And then you have to implement this into your life. In this episode, I want to call upon different examples and I hope I will just uh, remember them all because I have so many examples on, yeah, for example, death, that's a theme, uh, abortion and miscarriage, that's our themes, sexual abusement, uh, trauma, of course, uh, fear of dying, being in your own funeral, moment of conception, um what else meeting the love of your life becoming a mother becoming a father um and so much more 
So let's go through those things in ceremony. Um, let's start with my very first experience that confused me and maybe you can learn from it. And yeah, with more experiences, more examples, I will share them and I hope that one of the examples can be helpful for you. Um, yeah, my first ayahuasca experience, what happened to me? Several things, because a journey, wow, it can contain so much information. To start with, um, I saw past lives. I never knew if I had to believe in past lives, but at that very moment, I was in a relationship with my ex-boyfriend, and the moment I met him, it was as if I loved him straight away. And that was so strange for me to experience. Like, how can you love a person from the first eye contact? But they say, the eyes are the mirror of the soul. And with this eye contact, you connect with someone's soul on a deeper level. And there in this ceremony, I saw the history of our souls. So that it was true that we had past lives and that we played different roles and that we are here as a soul in a human experience playing a role. And in this case, I saw that in a past life I had been his mom, I lost him as a child and seeing him here in this new life, it was such a deep experience because I lost him and now I finally found him back. That's what I learned in this ceremony. I also want to say I'm not 100% true, uh, sure if everything is true that I'm saying, but this was my experience in my ceremony. Mm, then, in this same experience, I saw that he would be, yes, the love of my life, but it did not mean that I was always I would always be on his side. Somewhere at the background, we would stay in each other's life. We would have always love and respect for each other, but I would not share my life with him. And another thing that happened, and this is very common, and maybe you recognize it from yourself. I saw that there was another man represented as the love of my life. And I was so confused because I was still in love with my ex-partner. And then suddenly another man that I knew was represented to be the love of my life. And that I would also have children with this man. Yeah, it didn't happen. <laughs> I also stayed with uh, my ex-boyfriend of this ceremony, but it was confusing because it was my first experience with plant medicine. And I thought, do I need to break up? Or really, is that the love of my life, the other guy? And when I saw the other guy of the ceremony, that guy was so kind to me and he kissed me and he called me honey and sweetheart. And I thought, huh? I never looked at you this way and you treat me so kindly and so sweet but I had no eye for him before the ceremony, so it was very confusing and it seems to be a confession like, or a confirmation like this is maybe true or maybe something from the future. And I also had a vision that I would see this other man in the future at a certain setting on the airplane. And 
uh, yeah, each time I went on the airplane, I thought maybe I'm gonna see him. Um, because I would say not everything you see in ceremonies is the exact truth. Talking about this experience that you see the love of your life, this happens more frequent. Um, yes, it's not always the truth. I've seen this also with participants. That's why they say you can better not touch each other to intimate in ceremony. <clears throat> the, reason, the reason is that it can affect your journey. And especially with ayahuasca, that's really the rule to not touch each other. For example, if you open up your soul, if you're in going to this high vibration, it can be so nice to be laying like cozy together with a man or a woman. But this can affect your journey so much because this person can play a very dominant role in your ceremony and you can have so much support from the other person and so much love that you fall in love with this person. But do you really fall in love with this person? Because this person is now also in a higher vibration. You make up your own experience. It's not the daily earthly person in ceremony than when you are in this higher state of consciousness on your planned ceremony journey. And recently I spoke with a girl and she said, Maria, in this journey was so special. I saw the love of my life and I know him, but he's so young, I'm not sure. And I said like, but I asked more questions like, tell me more information. I cannot say anything just from this little experience. And she shared more and more and more and more. And suddenly we came to the conclusion that she is closed for love. She's not open for love. And she had to cry so much of seeing the potential of having a love in her life. So the plants showed her the possibility of having a love of her life. And this was symbolized by a person that she knows. This is the same in dreams. Huh? Sometimes you dream that you have sex with a certain person that you would not do in your life, but it's just representing someone that you have sex with, but it's not always that this will be your reality. So also for your plant medicine ceremonies, if you see the love of your life, it's not always exactly the truth. So from my own experience, um, I've had a lot of ceremonies where I had kind of a love of my life. I've had a lot of ceremonies where I saw that would be a mother. And sometimes it was just to show that I had a fear of being a mother or to see the potential or to show me this could be also your path when you choose this and this. Or, wow, you're so blessed of being free and not being a mother. So these themes of being the love of your life or meeting your future children, it can be the truth, but it can also be there to show you something, to learn, to get another perspective or to accept that you are single or to accept that you're not a mother or not a father. Talking about this subject, I've seen a lot of uh, situations where it was the truth also. Yeah, so especially when it's about becoming a parent. I've had, yeah, a lot of ceremonies where men or women received the calling to receive a soul on earth. And from the closest, uh, closest experience, my both, both my sisters had this. And also a close friend who has been guiding in my team, she had the same. She saw the soul asking to be, yeah, 
their child or like I'm ready to come to earth and it's your own journey it's your own journey to find out is this the truth or is this an illusion is this here to show me something to teach me something to get other perspectives or is this the truth I just want to point out don't um, be so sure and count on things to happen because this can be disappointing um, as I shared I've seen several times future children future husbands but I'm still here now single and happy um, yeah but it also had a lot of value for me to have this in my in my ceremonies then other examples death death is a very intense subject to experience in your ceremonies in my second ceremony I had experience of losing my younger sister I share this in another episode I guess and it showed me that death is an illusion we are here in this physical body and time is also an illusion so we experience as if we are here for a long long time but actually it's just a fraction and it's a fraction of who we really are and losing someone yeah you lose the physical person and the personality but the spirit is still here and maybe from the other side the spirit is still yeah, your protector your angel your guidance and it helped me to get another perspective on death but as a guide I've seen several times that people were on, the, on their own funeral and they saw their own death and they were really afraid of dying or they saw same like me the death of their children of their sister of their brother of their mother of their father 90-90% it doesn't happen I have just one case from also a friend that he saw his brother died and yeah I think six months later it happened very sad story and then he was also afraid that maybe other things from his ceremony would be reality so yeah in some cases it's true but in many 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 cases it's not the truth sometimes you have to experience death to fully live live and that was what was also happening to my sister she had to experience death because in my ceremony she died but we were together in ceremony and in her ceremony she died herself and when you die in ceremony and also when you experience this in your future ceremonies remember you cannot die death is an illusion i can tell you this but when you experience it you know and you will look at death different forever differently forever so my sister died and after ceremony she realized that she just lets a part of her ego die a part that made her suffer she was always thinking about a future thinking about a future worrying about a future and after her ceremony she could only be in the here and the now so the part that made her suffer and think a lot and be in her head a lot that is the part that died but not your soul because your soul lives forever and death is an illusion but it can be very real in your experience and of course in this reality death is real because someone physically 
appears, like he dies, he, his body dies, and that's of course our reality and the truth. But on another layer, death is an illusion, and when you die in ceremony, it means, yeah, most likely a big transformation. So don't be afraid to die. And if there's fear in your ceremony, go there. Go there exactly where your fear is, because this is the opportunity to grow, to expand, and yeah, that's an amazing journey. Other things that can happen in your uh, ceremonies are miscarriages, um, yeah, and abortion. And so many times participants thought they would, they processed this, but in ceremony they discovered there's a deeper layer of healing this. And there is work to do. Some people have to give birth to an unborn baby and they are really in ceremony like, <laughs> like uh, I, I never gave birth, I don't know how to do this, but it, they are screaming and they are making sounds and they are, their breath is changing and they really give birth. I have been helping people to give birth in ceremony. And that has been fantastic to guide these uh, processes. And also for yourself, it can change so much in a deeper level when you go through this and you give birth to this unborn child. And even when you have never experienced this, sometimes you have to give birth to your new self or to your lost child because you lost your inner child and you're not playful anymore and you're too seriously. That's possible. I also experienced that. And the abortion is a very painful subject. Or some people just went through it like they were young, they experienced this as a man or as a woman. They didn't think, they just did it. And it was not a subject, but suddenly in ceremony, this soul comes to remember what is the truth about this from another perspective, from another dimension, and comes to give information, to give love, to communicate. So that's also very much possible that, this will that you will experience this. Um, and it can be very, very healing. I'm thinking about other things. So talking about birth, I want to come back to death. I've had experiences that people thought they were dying in, in ceremony. And they said, oh, call a doctor, call a doctor. I need to go to the hospital. You never need to go to a hospital because the only way with plant medicine is to wait until it's over and you come out of this journey. You always come out of your journey. And when you think like, oh, this is too intense. Um, yeah, you can order this spray. It's called Rescue. You can, call, you can order this online. But actually you can also try maybe to, um, yeah, to drink lemon, a lot of lemon, like fresh lemon and drink this or salt, but there's not really a way to really step out of this uh, ceremony. It's just a matter of time and you can go to a hospital, but they cannot change it. They cannot do anything. Time will let you go back and you will be your normal self. And the hardest thing you can do is resist. The only thing is to surrender. Actually, that's the lesson, surrender. And sometimes you need to learn the lesson of resisting in order to see the importance of surrendering. Sometimes you resist the beauty and when you surrender, you receive the beauty. So remember that when you're going into your journey, don't resist, surrender. And that's, that's the power, there is the power.
what else can I talk about interpreting, yeah, like um, implementing your journey? One is it takes time. It's not a, a one day thing. It's a process. Um, I shared earlier in this podcast, in this episode that I got visions about that future husbands that didn't happen. But I had a vision on the airport and four years later, I saw him on the airport. It was exactly how I saw this in my ceremony. I was so surprised. It was Ibiza to Amsterdam. And, but still, it was just that. And um, yeah, I mean, everything is still possible, but I think it's not likely to happen to become a reality. And it maybe just re represented uh, that this could be a possibility. And yeah, that can also be the case for you that a love shows up in your ceremony to open your heart more, to see a potential or another message. It's a very individual journey and sometimes it you will not have the answer. Um, yeah, but it helps. So implementing your journey, it helps to take time to write your insights down. Maybe you don't see the message clearly now, but in time you see when you read back your notes, like, hey, this has been in my journey. And one of the things, this is my most intense experience that I'm gonna share. And I also recorded a YouTube video about this. This was in the Boef Avarius, the five Mio DMT. This is five times or hundred times as strong as ayahuasca. This is the DMT that you smoke, like, and boom, you're out of your body. You're, you, you die in this, in an instant, you, you die in a way. You leave your body, you go to another realm, but so high, it's insane. I was curious, I was called by this medicine, I did it. I don't dare to do it again, I guess. Uh, I like it more when you go smooth into your journey and smooth out. This is bomb, bomb. And when you do this ceremony, here it's maybe five minutes, but in the other realm it's one hour and you can experience so much. What I experienced in this journey was my biggest fear. That's why it was also, it, it, and it's five times or hundred times as intense as ayahuasca. And it was my biggest fear. And you do this several times in a row, the way I did it. Sometimes you just do it once. If I would have done it once, it was a beautiful experience, but I did it seven times in a row, strong inhales. I all the time had to stand up, do it again. And yeah, I learned later on that you have different ways of using this medicine. This, the toad medicine, they call it also. The toad, the Vibemudium tea, the Bufo Avarius is from Mexico. It's from um, a frog that carries this uh, 5-mu DMT. Okay, in this ceremony, I was showing my biggest fear. And it was at that moment, my friend, let's call him my friend. I was very close with him in Bali, where I am right now. He got in jail. And this is a real story. And it made such a huge impact on me. It brought so much fear in me. And yeah, in the end he came out, but it took a long time, a long time. And it was very, very yeah, it was traumatic for me to see. And for a lot of people, it was traumatic to see, 
to see him in jail, to know that he was in jail and the horrible situation here in Bali. What it taught me, it showed me my biggest fear, yeah one, but how I implemented this lesson is that I never do anything in Bali because I saw it as a warning. So many people are telling me, like asking me, do you work, do you do ceremonies in Bali? No, I don't and I will never. Uh, unless the, the law changes. Ceremony <laughs> helped me, but it was horrible to experience, like horrible, horrible. And he was in jail for uh, marijuana. Then I got the lesson as if this was my past life. Like, this is your past life, being in jail for marijuana. And that's why now in this life, your name is Mar Maria Joana. Maria Joana is almost marijuana. It's like, and more things like, more proof on why this is something that is my past life. Still, with his past lives, it's a concept like, is this exactly the truth? But then it seems to be so true. And they said, this life is about freedom. And so far, it is definitely a very important theme for me. Freedom and limitation. Yeah, that's my biggest fear in a way. Limitation, um, not being able to express my soul. And I want to express my soul on this planet. And uh, the plant medicine can help you a lot in finding the way of expressing your soul, expanding who you really are, actually just being more of who you really are. But it can also show you difficulties, give you warnings, guidance, can you uh, can mislead you in a way and misleading is still valuable um, but it's up to you to interpret your journey and if you need help you can always contact us we have a team of experienced experts on uh, having this journey so sometimes just one phone call can help you to, to make sense of your journey and to know what to do with it and actually after my first journey, I had a mentor next to me for a few months and that helped me so much. I can highly recommend you that because I would say I'm a person who is living my dreams, who making them, who is making dreams come true. But there was a first, there was a yeah, big barrier to get started. So the spiritual world was so new to me and everything was, I was so green. So I needed a mentor next to me to interpret my journeys. I know I pronounced this word in the wrong way, but interpret my way, my journeys. <clears throat> I needed some help with that. And yeah, a mentor, a coach, that was for me huge to get more understanding about the spiritual world, about my own path, about my own uh, thoughts and how they were an illusion, how my fears were an illusion, and to finally have the strength to take the steps to, yeah, to implement my journey to have the trust and uh, it brought me a lot of trust in the plants it brought me a lot of self-esteem for following up on my intuition knowing that all the answers are inside so taking actions on the insights taking actions on your feelings on the guidance it makes you grow so much it will help you grow personally and also in your self-esteem and yeah, it takes time to see the truth. So take your time after your ceremony. Is this really the truth? Don't split up right away after ceremony. Don't quit your job right away after ceremony. Don't make these huge changes like right away. 
take at least one week, one month, and then from a calm, peace play, peaceful place, you take the action on the guidance of your ceremonies. And again, write it down, feel into it, talk about it, and then take action and discover to live from your soul and express your soul here in this lifetime. Good luck with it. And it all starts with a feeling, a feeling that there is a calling inside of you. It took me nine months from knowing that I had a different calling and starting this model, there's a different calling for me to express myself, to live a purpose, to contribute into this world and start doing it. I want to contribute or I want to do something that is truly fulfilling. In this podcast, you can understand, understand yourself better, have more respect of where you are, be more patient with yourself because maybe you recognize that you feel like, oh, I don't know what to do with my life or, ooh, I'm actually following my heart, but somehow I see that it's time for something new. And when you feel different, you can feel alone. In this podcast, you will understand why pain and suffering is needed in order to come back to yourself. But when you live your Dharma, it doesn't always make sense. It doesn't always have the logic from your head, but it has the logic from your heart. When you're truly yourself, you're like a child and you express yourself without judgment, without thinking. And that's what I experienced also in the ceremony. Where you live, what you do, your friends, your relationships, it becomes part of your identity. And then letting go of this is oftentimes what first has to happen in order to be fully living your new self. And the new self is the unknown. Nobody knows what is the best for you. Only you know that because you will feel it. I felt so alone because I was so misunderstood and I felt in a way like I have something greater to do, I have something bigger to do and I am not the author of this book anymore. All situation is not making me happy anymore or people get a depression, a burnout or other things that is painful that you think, okay, this comfort zone is so painful and at the moment it costs me so much energy that I have to step into the unknown. Thanks for listening. Check out our website, houseofoneness.com, for more information about plant medicine, microdosing, and ceremonies. Or find Maria Joanna at Instagram. Check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time, keep following that inner voice.